My name is Joanna Kirtley, and I work at Liberty Mutual Insurance. Um, I'm the product owner of our design system, which is focused on consumer-facing products and services. This is my first experience in a design system role, so before this I was doing design strategy and product design work. All right, Joanna, let's get right into it. What is the most difficult thing you're facing now in relation to design systems? Get it out of your system. Okay. Um, The most difficult thing right now is that we have so much to do and not enough time or resources. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so how do you you deal with that? Uh, Do you hire vendors? Do you, you know, you prioritize a backlog? Like, what are some of your techniques in managing that? We have a backlog. It's a very extensive backlog. And we basically just have some really ambitious goals for Q1 of all the components we want to either add to the system or revise in the system. And we're working through that list as fast as we can. Yeah, nice. About how many components are in the system now? I'd say there's about 12. um, And the system is about a year and a half old. So that's not actually that many. And we feel like we're behind. But to give you a sense of what we have on our plate, we are trying to get about 10 into the system in this quarter. Nice. So. Double, double by the, by the yeah. end of the quarter. You yeah. know, it's funny, all, all the, the people I talk to about design systems, no matter what the number is, they always feel like they're behind, right? So it's like, yeah. you talk to some teams that are like, you know, we only have like 86 components in our design system, <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, we only have five components in our design system. And it always feels like we're behind. Why, why do you think that is? We have a lot of people asking us for stuff, so it feels like we're just trying to keep up with the demand, and we know that delivering on those requests is part of the way we get design system adoption, and so it's like, oh, I wish we could just move a little faster and get those things in, but we can't because we've set some really high standards for ourselves of, you know, making sure that all the components are designed really well, that they're coded really well, that they're accessible, and that they've been kind of vetted by a wide group of people and so to meet that high bar just kind of takes a lot of steps you know one one thing that i find with design systems is that it's almost never the, the challenge is almost never the design part or the development part it's not it's not writing good code you know it's not doing a good user interface a lot of times it's just like the decision making that comes with like what do we do next and what do we and when do we decide not to do it so as a product manager how do you decide like Okay, you were working on 10 design, 10 components for the next quarter. Why not 12? Why not 15? Why not 20? How do you prioritize those 10? And is it just like first come, first serve, depending on what people are asking for? Or do you have a different way to, do, to go about it? I feel like we have a few different things we think about, kind of like the number of requests. So if a feature seems really popular, or a component seems really popular, that rises to the top. There's also, we've used the matrix of like effort versus impact that kind of thing. So like kind of matching those number of requests with the effort it takes to build those to trying to do some of the easier ones earlier so that we can get some quick wins. Yeah, I would say one of the problems we've had or challenges we've had is we we set some priorities and then new requests come in and we don't know whether to stick with our original plan or whether to respond to those newer requests. Because again, we're like trying to be responsive to people, but we had a plan and do we stick to the plan? That's where we have some trouble trying to figure out what to do. 
Can you talk more about that? Because no doubt some people get disappointed because their request is not as high up on your backlog as they, as they would like it to be. You know, how, how do you deal with that? How do you manage that? Is there, is there a lot of like expectation management going on or is it just kind of like, that sucks, sorry, come back next quarter? Yeah, I think it's definitely being communicative to those people of like, hey, we heard your request, but realistically, this is where it is on our timeline. Um, and I've thought about, I think this quarter, we might start publishing more of our timeline to the internally to the company um, so that they have a sense of like when things are coming. We've done that informally, but not like through our design system site. And then the other thing we've tried to enable is helping people create their own components and kind of, we call it like a secondary repo level, like each kind of major team within our our group has a secondary repo associated with them where they can build their own stuff and then promote it up to the design system. So that kind of gets them something in the moment and it's not official design system components, but you know, we can work with them as they do that and kind of get it most of the way there for them. Let's talk a little bit about the communication channels because it seems to be an important way to, to help people with their expectations on, on some of that. How do those requests come into you? Is there a Slack channel? Is this through email? Is it like bumping into people in the hallway? How do requests come in and then how do you communicate that back out? It's really all of the above. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we have like an intake forum on our site. So that's where a lot of like kind of minor things like, hey, I'd like a new icon or I found this bug come in. And that's great because it's you know through jira and kind of gets tracked really well but more frequently i think people come to us on slack or in the hallway and say can you do this thing Um, and then we have to kind of like feed it back into our system so that we don't lose track of it we also do weekly design reviews with each portfolio group so our team is split into like roughly three or four portfolios so each of them we do a design review and a lot of times that's when some of the things come up is a designer has made a decision. It's not in the design system. Maybe we allow it this time, but we say, hey, we really need to get that feature into the design system going forward. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I would imagine that that the design system team has kind of purview as to what all the portfolio teams are, are doing, whereas the, the designers and developers on the portfolio teams maybe have a limited view as to what others are doing. How do you manage that balance? Like, do you do you tend to kind of police it? You know, does the design team tend to police that stuff? Do they tend to be seen as helpful? How do the portfolio teams interact with the design system team? Yeah, I do feel like we're a little bit of the police. Um, we're our team is putting a big focus on design excellence this year, and they've asked the design system team to kind of think about governance from a design perspective. And so those weekly design reviews are meant to be a little bit of, of police, but also feedback and just like, you know, making sure we're all doing a good job and doing it consistently across the portfolios. I also, I run like a quarterly audit where I look at the digital experience from a design system compliance perspective and kind of ding people if they're off. Um, nice. Which <laughs> I feel kind of bad about, but it is effective not only in getting people to change things that um, they might be inclined to ignore because they don't really care, but also in helping me see trends where, you know, a missing component is really leading to a lot of inconsistency. And so that, again, would like lead us to prioritize that component. Where did the mandate for the design excellence come from? Does that come from leadership? Is that kind of a ground up thing? Yeah, it, it, this 
mostly came from leadership. We actually had a leadership change on our digital team last year. And so with the new leader coming in, she actually was our CMO previously. Um, so a big focus on, on kind of like design and creative. And I think with her coming in, there's been a lot more focus on making sure that both our stuff is really great, but also that there's a consistent flow from the marketing to the digital places where the customers or perspectives will land. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, maybe maybe the last topic then for us is how many people do you have on the design systems team? So we have six on our design system team. Um, we've got three kind of at the lead level. So I'm the product owner. We've got a creative lead and we've got like a technical program manager. And then we've got one sort of key designer and two developers. You talked about one of the biggest challenges being you don't have, uh, you have so much to do and not enough time. Um, would having more people on the design system team help to solve that? I do think so. I think um, both more developers and designers would be helpful because I find myself getting in the weeds a lot of times, like in the sketch file, trying to build components and make the symbols and all of that stuff. Um, and that is kind of only one of many responsibilities that I have. And so whenever I'm working on kind of my core job means I'm not doing that work and it, we just don't have enough people to do that. Um, but I'm also aware that with more people comes more like trying to manage everything and keep everybody on the same page. And so I think there's sort of a threshold. I think I could see our team expanding to like nine people and then that might be about the right size for us. Nice. That would be the sweet spot of not too much management, but still being able to get more done. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that seems like a good place to leave it. There you have it. The most difficult thing that Joanna is up against regarding design systems is there's so much to do and not enough time. Joanna, thanks for getting it out of your system. I'm sure you're not the only one facing this. Uh, I'm Dan Mall from Super Friendly. Thanks for listening to this episode of Get It Out of Your System. Get it out of your system.